Welcome to podcast 186 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Curtie, Dave, Dupe, Joe, and Mad, or Paul, whichever. Who really cares? Or Patrick. Or Patrick. <laughs> yeah, not Paddy, though. He doesn't like Paddy. We found that out last week. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> well, yeah, Matt, we covered your jaunt on the South Coast last week. So uh, this week, I think we'll be taking a look at uh, the network save that everyone seems to be talking about. And we'll also be taking a dive into the world of asymmetric tactics for our little spotlight. Um, but first of all, let's move on to our save focus. <laughs> AC Milan, Napoli, Internazionale. Uh, three iconic teams, three less iconic managers. The fourth <laughs> season of the Fame Network save is over and it's time for the lads to tell us how they got on. Obviously, you've streamed quite a bit of this sort of this past week, Dave. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to you three to uh, embellish us with some details. I think, I think Dave should talk about the first game that was streamed of this network save because I feel that may... Really, let you explain just how how this network save shaped up in the final season. Yeah, I think it'll probably set the tone. So I think it was last week we decided to stream it, um, and obviously a couple of you had been in the chat previously when we've been playing the save. Um, I think it was was it last Sunday, was it or last Saturday? Last Saturday evening, I think it was. We said right, we'll we'll stream it, and the first game. Uh, was me versus Dupe in the league. Um, and I think I was two or three goals up, cruising, celebrating, loving life. Um, and Dupe got one goal. He got two goals. And then Calvert-Lewin, who uh, Dupe had signed this season, scores a goal, which looked blatantly offside. But I thought nothing... I didn't think much of it because, you know, we've got VAR in this league. We've got capable, or I thought capable linesmen and officials. And then the replay, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to pause it and go back to it. The guy is about five yards offside. I screenshot it. I was drawing lines to double check. Um, and then, I, yeah. And then I thought, you know what, let, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Let's go to 2D just in case. And it was the same. So, uh, yeah, like Dupe said, my head had gone. And uh, I think the game finished 5 4 to Dupe in the end. I think um, so as well, Dave. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, and then he turned it, into it, Herb and started deafening everyone. <laughs> well, the thing is right he it, like that happened and like the pure Russell was there and then and then Dave got one back straight away and like he was moaning to me for going defensive because we had just taken the league right at the end of the game he's having a go at me and then I thought do you know what nah I'm not having this so I just chucked everyone forward and we got a goal right at the end and and I may have kind of gone a little bit over the top with it you know it's network save it's banter between mates and uh yeah, it was my, uh, it was a bit salty, wasn't it, David? My words came back to bite me though because I was freeing it up. Dupe was like, Dupe was getting rustled because he's like, look at the stats, look at the stats. I said, Dupe, the only stat that matters is that one in the top left. So when he came back and beat me, it was a little bit embarrassing. Really, like, Dave, Dave just that, what's the one at the top left look like? Um, the rest of the season was pretty, pretty. That was kind of a highlight, to be fair, for Napoli. Uh, we plodded along. Uh, we got knocked out of the. Copper Italia by Joe. Uh, quite a good game, to be fair. Uh, he beat us 3-1, but I thought it was... Um, he only kind of got the third because we pushed quite heavily at the end to try and get trying to equalise, but it was quite a good tactical game, to be fair. Me playing my, my asymmetric, which we'll get on to shortly. Uh, I then got knocked out in the, the first knockout rounds to Lille in the Champions League. Just I was steamrolling teams in the league and then, bang, couldn't couldn't do anything for that. Uh, and, yeah, I then capped off a, a season of, of, of finishing second. Um, but... Yeah, that was kind of all we wrote really at Napoli. 
Yeah, it was more or less one-way traffic, I'd say, for especially since the halfway point of the season. I think Joe, more or less, you know, as he had done in the last few seasons, you know, just just smashed it in the league, really. And, I mean, he could talk, talk to you a little bit more about it, but the points total was smashed. The goal-scoring records were smashed season upon season by Joe. And, uh, yeah... I mean, I don't know what comments you want to add to that, Joe, but you you pretty much put me in deep in our place, especially this season. Well, my arsehole don't need cleaning anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to be hot there as well, so yeah. you might, we can call it down for you, Joe. All, all I would say, if, if the game, if the season finished in April, you'd, you'd be sitting there seeing a Champions League winner as well. Yeah, Joe's had some bad luck in May. For some reason, something <laughs> just bites him in May. Um, he's lost to Dave in poor fashion because of Dave just being shit football. And then just May being May. Um, I don't think it's just me. It's fucking... He's FM being... I don't disagree because... It, there's some weird shit happens in my games. But it was like, for me, like it, we had three games to go. I had Dave game two of those three games. And all I needed was a point out of those three games to, to make sure Dave couldn't catch me. So then I I then go get two really... Concede two really weird goals against Juventus. So it had to go to our game against Dave. It just seems to be like, not scripted as such, but they really seem to hang on the narrative. And like, I think it just seems really strange. I've, I've kind of got this thing that the game is designed to not let you win, but obviously by winning, it makes you play the game more. And then when there's three people in it, it doesn't know who to let win. So it kind of wants to trip you up so not one person gets further ahead than the other. It definitely didn't want to let me win half the games I took points in. So. I think no, no, but like, think... but you done that the other season. You then played me and you beat me six nil, like with some yeah, random true. animations that happened. And he's yeah, like, yeah. he's just going, "Well, look, your shit." So we give you a little gimme. <laughs> I, I think the thing is, is as much as we may we may brush over the fact that, that Joe's got a clean arsehole now, like it it was impressive. Um, I know we've sat here, but Joe, I mean, you might want to just deafen for this. I know we've sat here and we've kind of big Joe up in the past and like people I, I know comes in my stream and says, ah, you know, get Joe on the stream showdown because that guy knows his stuff. Like seriously, the team that I know he had Inter and, and it, they may have been, a, he had some better players to start with, but like he didn't have a better squad. I think the squads are very evenly matched. I, I had bird shit mouth playing for me. Don't give me that. Yeah, no, but you did have like the front three of yours were just like, anyway, he didn't have I, a better I had, squad. I had Latoura Martinez squad. and uh, Lukaku up front. I'll give you that. Yeah. My strikers were better than yours. But you fucking, you're AC Milan and Napoli. You have not watched shit players. No, no, no that's what I said. Like, just, even at the start, the squads are very quite evenly balanced. Even <laughs> now, um, I would say that we've all got good starting 11. Joe's got like strength everywhere. And like, it is, I don't know good whether it's just that Joe has got, because he's played it longer than we have. No offense, that's not an age dig. Um, but like, is he just like now so fixed in routine of, he knows to do that, to do that, to do that, to do that, to, to get the success. Because there was games where he was 2-0 down. And he would do a couple of tweaks, bang, and then he wins it 4-5-3. You know, and there's games where me and Dave would go 2-0 down, Dave. You know, we'd kind of roll our head back, say a fuck and a, and a shit, and, and, and we would lose it 2-1. It yeah. was just relentless. I don't know, I can't Absolutely remember what season relentless. it was. I said to Dave, I went, oh, I figured it out now. And then like, yeah. from then, I just, I lost about, I think I lost two games in two seasons. Mm. Yeah, and the game you lost in this season. So let's just say, Joe, uh, 38 games, 35 games, one, two draws, one loss, 
he had a goal difference. And this is a goal difference. This isn't goal scored, but a goal difference of 111. Um, and he had 107 points. He scored 135 goals, uh, conceded 24. And the games that he drew was against myself, a four-all against me. And he drew a nil-nil against Roma. Um, and he lost to... Perugia. Cordova, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah Perugia. Yeah. It was. And Perugia. again, this is why I'm thinking it's FM being bollocks. It was the first game back, and it was when you and Duke played against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I just got like, I got one highlight the whole game, and it was them scoring one one goal. Yeah, it's mad. It was mad. Um, I think I think so I, I dicked him at the end of the season. Bit of revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only dodgy one that Joe had was he had one of his goalkeepers go out on loan to a team and play against him and then conceded nine. I'm just putting that out there. Um, <laughs> a little bit of match fixing going on in Italy. That's never happened before. What about um, my strikers scoring against you for other oh, teams? Literally every yeah, every time. But no, I think um, I think it was a really. I've never done a freeway before, um, especially on okay. the stream. Um, <laughs> I think it was very enjoyable. TOS, TOS. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm not trying to be funny. Let me try and let me try and not be funny. Um, I g- genuinely think it was one of my favourite network saves we've done. Um, not saying that it's over, but it might be over. But um, it was just really interesting to see the different, especially in Italy. I, I like to play attacking football. I don't like to play defensive. All of our systems that I build normally we we score a lot of goals pretty pretty well. I concede and I leak like a sieve. Coming up against these three at the back, two for, uh, yeah, two, three at the back. Then you got a line of four because they got two DMs and they got wing backs. And then they got two centre midfielders and they just got a man up top on his own. Trying to break it down and, and, and it was very interesting. Really interesting to play in Italy uh, early doors because I've only ever played it kind of late doors. But um, no, it was it was it was top notch. Even though we got fucking dicked by by Mr. Friday and IFM, but no, it was a great achievement by him. To be fair. Four, four on the bounce, wasn't it, Joe? Four league wins on the bounce, yeah. Mm. Juve didn't even have a sniff. Now, Juve was shit, to be fair. Um, Sassuolo did quite well this last season. Uh, Pippin, Dave on... I'm, not, I'm assuming it was head-to-head. Head-to-head. Yeah, yeah, yeah head-to-head. Head-to-head, yeah. but... Um, nah, to be fair, no, I think the closest anyone got was me, Joe, in season two. I got four points behind you. Yeah. Um, which probably... Looking at my run at the end, I probably should have done better at the end and put you under a bit more pressure. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a really good network save. Really so, good. F- sorry, three point season one between me and Joe as well. Was oh, was it? Sorry, Dave. I bowled that. I bowled that season. Too. It was. I, yes, of course. I it peaked was, no. in season one. That was I probably it. Probably started actually. I probably started actually young then. Yeah. yeah. No, that was that was. <laughs> wasn't that when you were both in the cup final and then you you beat Joe six 0 and then Joe then smashed you in the cup final? So like a day later. Joe only yeah. had to beat you to confirm the, the league victory or something. It was it was a yeah. bit it was a bit narrative. Well, he beat me six 0 fair play, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, close. Not long for us. Yeah. How close did anyone get to a Champions League? Joe yeah, final. I was twice. in the final. Mm. It was twice it was oh no, was it just once? Was. Uh I lost to no, I lost to Liverpool and I lost to Bayern Munich. Yeah, the Bayern Munich one was pretty early doors. Um I remember Dave watching Wolves at the time so he wasn't in the network save with, with his, uh, his real mates he went with his other real mates and uh, that was bullshitty Joe that one well, I was in the semi-finals in the, in the fourth season playing Barcelona and we was it was at the new Camp and I was winning 2-1 going to the last minute had a free kick which was more like a corner 
and literally my my players whipped it in, and then is it Jeremy Doku? Like literally, yeah. I I had no players back. They were all in the box, and he literally just run the length of the pitch and scored. And it was like what the fuck? And I showed the boys. I was like, I showed them my um, free kick setup, and I kept kept four men back purely because the way that Dave was playing all the time and Duke was playing, they were literally they scored on my highlights of corners. So like corners and free kicks, I'd basically set it up. I just kept people back, and then that animation, same thing. It's just trying to fuck you. That all my players were in the box. Didn't have one person outside the box. Like, why does that happen? That was ninetieth minute. As well. Yeah. Yeah, it's ropey. Uh, and then obviously then we went they come to Inter and I had about four hundred shots and they scored two goals and beat me. Yeah, Love true. this game. Joy, you know you mentioned um like because it's a three three person network save, you're you're kinda of thinking that there's a little bit of distribution of I don't know, whether it's luck or success, we'll say. But uh, did you do four seasons last, was it? Sorry, four was it? Yeah, four yeah. seasons. Oh, yeah. Did it become just the three of you at the top, or did you know? Did did Juventus, no. Roma, anybody no, just, kind just of just me and Dope? So first season, uh, Joe first, Dave second, me fifth. Then it was Joe first, me second, Dave fourth. With an asterisk on a technicality. With, with yeah. on a technicality. <laughs> then it was uh, Joe first, Dave second, uh, third me fourth and then this season was it joe first me second and dave fourth so me and dave just kind of swapped um like i said we we we, we had we've co- had the conversation on the map fix max fiction i've taken my my 15 game ban um <laughs> but yeah in juve dropped off last season um but yeah juve kind of been the ones that have been up there with us uh, and then they've dropped us to fifth this year um yeah. Sassuolo were definitely the team of last season, though, weren't they? Sassuolo were amazing last they year. They had Chimia Vida and Scamacha up front, and they just I had a mad goal for records in there. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, sorry, did they, did they continue, or was it just that they just one season wonders? Because I remember you all pointing out like they had some decent players um, early on, and then some of the, the strikers <clears> aged out. But did they, did they keep up? Were they like the surprise package out of everyone? Who, no, who's that? Sassuolo? Yeah. Sassuolo, yeah. They, they they've had weird, the yeah, they've been weird. That like, It was last season, the, the mm. season four, they've only just come up. Like, there's been, they got Europe, I think, first or second season, but all the other seasons, they've been close towards the bottom three. But this season, they were just so overly consistent and their numbers were matching, you know, they ma- literally almost matched mine. There was three goals uh, difference between That's the two hard. of us. So, uh, <laughs> season hey. four, so season three, they finished 15th. Uh, eight points off of bottom, um, and this year they they finished well, what third, uh, quite quite clearly third, playing very good football, losing eight games, uh, drawing five, and and conceding only forty, um, which when you come up against Joe's team, that's 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 pretty good. He only conceded eight against Joe. It's good for them. <laughs> that's really good for that's them. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously suggestions that this season is the last in Italy um, have you decided where you're going to next I know it's sort of been a question that's been posed in streams well to be fair like we said last stri- I know Dave's trying to call me out on Twitter by saying it's me and Duke because we're clowns that wanted to change but I just without blowing smoke up my ass, I literally need two players 
probably for the next two seasons and I've got a squad that I'll just dominate the league. Like, it won't change. Unless I deliberately change my tactic, I will not stop doing what I'm doing. So I kind of just think it's a bit it's a bit boring for everybody. Like I, I felt that we needed to mix it up to have a different kind of challenge. I hate yeah. the fact that you're saying you need two players to dominate the league. What the fuck have you been doing the last four seasons? <laughs> well, no, but Lukaku, you know, he didn't have a, he didn't have a great season last season. Uh, so no, I need to. Yeah. Repl- I, was, I was going to replace him with Haaland, get him from Man United, and then <laughs> sort out my right hand side. Just bring Trent Alexander Arnold in, and then I'm I'm done. Yeah, Lukaku had a shit season. You know, thirty four goals. Um, <laughs> For his standards, it, that uh, was low. Dropped yeah. off though. But but if you look at Lukaku's stats, and if you look how many shots he actually took to score that many goals, it's ridiculous. Like if I I haven't got the game up in front of me, but if you hit. look on if you look on the player details, I bet he's probably taken sixty shots more than the second place person. So his XG, because we love XG here. Is twenty six point eight one, and he got he scored thirty four goals. He took three hundred and twenty eight shots. He got one hundred and fifty nine of them were on target for forty eight percent, and Waste then he converted fifty six goals. Waste man. right, and then Esposito. <laughs> okay, do you want to do the song for me? Um, he took two hundred and ninety two shots. One hundred and sixty of them were on target, and he scored sixty six of those on target. That is ridiculous. Man. His XG was thirty one point four seven. Scoring 43 goals Room in the league. Yeah. 66 goals. 66 goals for the season, yeah. Um, I just put that into a little bit of context. So, Esposito scored 43 goals. Dave scored 77 goals. <laughs> in the league. In the league. So, Esposito yeah. and Lukaku scored more than the whole of Dave's team. So like that's how fucking far ahead just those two are. Can I can I give a shout out for the MVP of the season though, Dwight McNeil? Oh, okay. Let's talk Dwight McNeil <laughs> because I feel we need to. Um, rest in peace, Raz, uh, wherever you may be. Um, eight point two four average rating. Massively, uh, nineteen assists that man got. Um, whilst playing left back or left midfield, right? Uh, six goals. The one thing that impressed me the most with him was his pass completion. 1,577 successful passes. Who says you can't find value in the championship? (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) But the thing that was also really good is 90% of his tackles he did, he won. 90%. And yet he was still so effective up front, like higher up the pitch. It's the dice effect. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, He completed 152 crosses, Joe. No wonder your players scored so many bloody goals. Oh, my days. It's ridiculous. Shit crossing, though, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Raz likes this. 14, was it? No, he's got 15. I've got about I worked on that. Good coach. Was he, the, was he the signing of the save then, or was there anyone else that stood up across the three, the four seasons for the three teams? I mean, we could do Doop, individual, Doop, right? Doop signed Darwin Nunes. I think that was a great signing for him. He banged first couple of seasons and then kind of, I, I say he, he fell off the cliff. He scored 22 goals last season. Um, but he... He was he was very good for me, yeah. First season, he just come in and just lit the place up. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I would say my my favourite signing and uh, probably my favourite player of my my Napoli team. And we'll kind of get into it a little bit more when Jonathan we talk about Tarr? systems. <sighs> close, close. I'd say Lodi yeah. for me. Oh, yeah, you Lodi, Lodi, didn't you? Lodi has been insane for me. 
Dave um, Watson as well. <laughs> yeah, left left back, and he's got seven goals and fourteen assists. Uh, average rating of seven point five four. Very good in my opinion. Um, I, don't, I don't think Dave had a star signing. No, I didn't. I mean, so, oh, to oh, be Carly fair, Brenner so, was good. Carly Brenner was good. Towards the end, yeah, yeah. But I didn't play him enough, to be fair. But I, I was looking at the signings the other day. There wasn't any particular signing that was, was bad, like a real waste of, of money as such. But I, I, I've i not signed any players that I've come away from this save thinking, oh my God, they were unbelievable. So it's probably, you know, when you're signing that many players, you got to look at the manager, haven't you? <laughs> Jonathan Tarr, yeah. You mentioned Jonathan Tarr. He got nine goals from centre-back, which is, oh, I say from centre-back. Literally, right. Dupe on near-post headers was ridiculous like Jonathan Tarr was a fucking animal the only way that I could counter him was by putting Lukaku on the front post because like just to, with the strength to hold him off and he did neutralise him quite a lot to be fair but if you forgot to change that like, he's scoring on you he's dunking on you um, and it literally when you go on the analyst report before a game it just it basically just says um, this team never take short corners, never take <laughs> far post corners. Um, nine of their last nine goals have come from near post headers. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we know where he's going. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I mean, the thing and is, then, is I, I don't... and then we just wait. And then when he plays me, he changes it to far post headers. <laughs> and, like, do play to your strengths. <laughs> I know, but it was to try and you, I think you actively spoke about the fact that this is what your team report said. You know I'm going to do that. So what I did was I, instead of on my left-hand side, I changed to a far post. And then my right-hand side, I changed to near post to hope that it might cause some sort of confusion. But it wasn't just Tar though. Like, early on in the save, Manalas was was my Jonathan Tar, right? And I upgraded <laughs> from Manalas and got Tar. Manalas was scoring loads. But, like, the one thing I enjoyed the most about this, this Napoli team is, like, there was goals everywhere. You know, we were scoring goals left, right and centre and, and it was just nice to have people scoring really I'm a bit gutted if we don't carry this on I'd love to know how Tony Weston got on Dave big Tony I don't think you'll ever see him be a good player in any other side not as good as this no um, so can you just give a little bit of backstory because I'm still a little bit new to the fact that he he's in with no attributes whatsoever yeah, so he who's it play for in real life? Like I Rangers. don't want to offend any. Yeah, Rangers. So obviously a Scottish striker. I think at, at the moment in real life he's out on loan at Blackpool. Um, so he's got like a variable potential ability, but in the game he doesn't actually have any attributes. So or, or very little attributes actually inputted by the Rangers researcher. So basically, what it will do, the game will just generate him random attributes which will fit into that variable PA. So there's going to be some saves, probably eight or nine times out of ten, he's not going to be a great striker. But obviously in our case, he's turned out to be a very, very decent forward. And I think genuinely, if you if you had another few years with him, he could have been a really good forward for you. But always worth a quick search. You know, if you're listening to the pod and you're on FM, give him a search and see what he's yeah. looking like. But like I say, I'm, I'm pretty sure seven, eight, nine times out of ten, he's not going to be that great. Sounds you a bit didn't... like that new gen um, Dave as a party. Yay. Are they blank? Say again. Um, are the face in the game blank? Or do you have like a, a couple you can pick where they put like a couple in or whatever? The new gens, like, no, they're completely blank. Yeah, yeah. That's completely random. Wow. So like the only the only thing, well, it's not even selected. Like obviously my it'll put my place of birth as Wolverhampton. So the chances are that I'm going to crop up as a, in a local team. So I could come in at Wars, Villa, Albion, um, up the Albion. Uh, Birmingham or whatever. So uh, 
that yeah that happens a lot but you know it's just it's just one of them really but yeah in terms of the actual save and where we're going next um i mean we would have started it by the time the pod's out so i suppose we can reveal it now are we actually leaving yeah we are i'm sorry okay <laughs> the network save <laughs> Uh, one thing before we move on, just one if thing only really quickly. <laughs> one thing. Uh, I've just been going through the teams and that I've got the save open. And um, Joe is classed as a favoured personality, even though he's he's delivered four back-to-back titles. Strange Harsh. one is, where's Dave in that? Do you think he is classed as a legend, an icon, or a favoured personnel? I don't think I'm any, surely not. He's not Maybe. in any, no. Yeah. He's, not, he's not in a single <laughs> one. Uh, and myself at Napoli, after not Zero. giving any silverware whatsoever, I'm also not in any of them at all. Yeah, I was going to so say. So, Joe, you've made, a, you've made a stamp on into there, mate. And we've small, not been able small to... Small club when I took him over there, weren't they? Oh, mate. <laughs> tiny. Tiny. No history. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I have a European trophy with that team. Season Europa. One. Europa League mm, with, yeah, with, with AC Milan. Yeah, that, that's where I peaked. Like I said, you know peak too soon yeah disappointing so are you going to announce where now it's officially ripped well yeah Rich. we, we want forward slash Dave Ezepaldi find out there oh yeah but if it's already been live it's already been live <laughs> I mean yeah we, well we, we spoke about it and we got suggestions off people as well because we obviously wanted three teams we got that. suggestions after you've already picked where we were going. Yeah. We started no, yeah, but we had night. some in the chat as well. <laughs> we started the, tweet... the same last night and then you then tweeted out today going, what do you reckon, guys? Where should we go? And I'm no, I said going... guess. I said oh, guess where okay. we are. I thought you said, like, where do you want us to go? No, I said guess where we are. Because, we yeah, we wanted this and say we choose big teams because yeah. it would people want to see the ultimate team kind of stuff. People want to see the big players. So we've deliberately yeah, chosen Arsenal. big teams that are, that are pretty even. You've also got if you was to if we went like championship, so spoiler, we're not in a championship, it'd only take like one person getting one big sale to then like they'd be able to invest so much and it kind of wouldn't be even. So if you pick three big clubs, they're always gonna get roughly the same amount of money. You're always gonna have the rough roughly the same kind of level of player. So that's why we've we've chosen what we've chosen. Yeah, we're we, we talk- to announce it though. Yeah, go on, dude. You can announce it. So Big news is we are going to the Saudi Arabian Premier League. (laughs) (laughs) We're not. The news just in. uh, We have decided to go to Spain. Uh, It's a bit warmer over there. And we are becoming the Barcelona manager, the Atletico Madrid manager, and the Real Madrid manager. Would you like to guess, you three, little quiz, who's who? I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm hungry. Nice to meet you. I'm saying Joe's going Atletico. Yeah, definitely. As a party, as a party, Real. Yes. Yes, I was going to actually. Say that no, no, no. I'm going. A bit, it depends on how well reflected Barca's financial situation is in FM. Oh, that's true. Because if they're that's fucked, the that's, that's got Joe, Joe all over it. Yeah. Joe Correct. is Barcelona manager, Dave is Real Madrid, and I Can am Atletico guess? Madrid. Can you guess? Well, I picked Atletico Madrid, to be honest, because of Lodi. And I wanted to keep my love affair with Lodi uh, going. And I I got so much out of him. I'm going to play him exactly the same way and hopefully get the same out of him this time. Dave wanted to be Real Madrid because they get the highest budgets. And I knew you would say that. Oh, I fucking knew you would say that. 
we decided these teams before we started the save. And you know what? When Duke put the budgets in our chat, I thought, you know what? He's going to fucking use this against me at every opportunity. I knew it. Me and Joe are like, just cycling up the hill and Dave's got a little electric motor and, and stabilizers just to help doing him. this up the hill so, so, <laughs> I've got I've got five million I got seven. my projected my projected for next season is 15 million so I've got okay. seven now and I've got uh, I've got, I think I've got 11 next season we've just bought Dave, a stadium Dave's got, let's be honest Dave's got 60 yeah. we were about 100 for the following season yeah I've Still also you know, I've, I need to decide what I'm going to do because I've got my one of my star players is on two hundred and sixty thousand pound a day. Um, <laughs> a day, like, messy in it. Messy. <laughs> His contract's out. So, do, do you rectify the financial, you know, situation at the club because they are? That's a good Tifo video that covers this. <laughs> I want to rustle a few people and do a like rebar, real bit, rebuilding Barca. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Question. Question for you then. So you you got through. Why when did you roughly start the the network save in Italy? Um, first of February. February. Yeah. First of February. I can so you tell got you the statistics. Four, by the way, we did four, four seasons, seasons, and in that four seasons, the game we were on the game for seven days, five hours. <laughs> How much would Messi uh, we, have earned in that seven days and five hours? We we have been playing. We played that for one month and ten days. No, eight nine days. And we were so, live. We were playing that for seven and uh, seven out, seven days, five hours. That's pretty fast, We've, in fairness, right? To have three guys. Do you, like, do you do you think you'd you only started streaming? I suppose, Dave, what a week ago. Do you think you'll stream this from the get go? Do you think that'll slow you down, speed it up, make a difference? I think it's difficult. Well, we, we spoke about it, didn't we? I think like I think there was a lot of, in my opinion, there was a lot of interest in the save, and we weren't streaming it. I think the best thing to do, in my opinion, is is just to, we'll play it as we normally do. And if it coincides with being able to stream it, we'll stream it, in my yeah. opinion. Because, like, there's days where, like, for example, a Sunday is probably the best day. Now, that, that figure there is probably very inflated because for sometimes on a Sunday, I'll load the save up. I'll put a message in the chat, saves up. Dave will come in and he'll do some scout. And Joe will come in and then we all finally meet up an hour later, right, we're ready. And then... My kid's shit in the bath and I've got to go sort that out. And <laughs> Dave's shit in the bath and he's got to go sort that out. And, you know, it's just like we've got things to do and we can't just all sit down and play it, like, fluently. Like, just so, like, fluidly. That's already the better word. But we just but when, carry but when on we do, playing. But, but when we do play it, we fucking, we get through some games. We do. Smash it, don't we? Yeah, we other do. Than, other than when we have to wait for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even biting now. I'm just stop biting now. <laughs> but no, I think but I think that's class as well, a bite the, though. The reason that we we said Dave should stream it is because he needs a bit of help. So he gets like an extra assistant manager by mm. in his chat. Yeah. I the thing I find the best about Dave's streaming it, right, is we played Dave twice whilst he streamed it in this last season. And I'm I don't, I'm not bringing this up because we beat you twice, Dave, but we beat him twice. Now, normally it's me versus Dave. We'll have I think I beat him twice as well. Yeah, I think I beat him twice as well. Um, we have our banner, and that's Anyone it. Else? It will stop. On to the next game. But his chat just gets so wound up, and they are so easy to wind up with it. Um, that makes it literally a million times more enjoyable. When you say, Dave? Do you only yeah, let that... Dave go live when you're about to play against him? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's just the way it happened. It just we The last three or four times he streamed, or the, the four, three or four times he streamed, it was the last third of the season. And he played Joe in a cup. He played me 
or he played in, in yeah it was the way it just it landed uh to be fair um but no it was uh that first game was just incredible and it was such good, a great way good to, way to set it off yeah it was yeah. definitely especially because i won so. yeah brilliant yeah well uh i'm looking forward to the the spanish installment of the netty i've got a hashtag um, for it now how have you we didn't have a hashtag for the previous one so I thought that like, we could do something like the save yeah. file was literally it was the day after Jesse Lingard signed, so it was the save file was called We All Live in J Ling's World. This one's called Free Amigos. Dupe Dupe made this up, by the way. <laughs> we had no input. <laughs> so we could try to do so oh mate, we were trying to get a hashtag ready for last one and, and, and we couldn't do it. So if anyone's got a decent hashtag, let us know. We can hashtag it. I'm uh just because people like this shit, I'm gonna go three six one. Ooh. Tactic wise, <laughs> go a bit Dutch inspired. So give I, these boys a chance. I've I've not really looked into my squad last because we we loaded up last night and then I fell asleep. Um, through Dave going, are you laughing or are you snoring? Was the last thing I heard through. I'm like, boys, I'm going to bed. Um, but I'm I'm going to solely focus on defence. Tell them what I'm you gonna... really said. You went. I just went full curry. <laughs> I actually didn't. I said I'm watching a video um, as I was asleep, um, just to try and palm it off. Curtis, I wouldn't do that when you're not there. I'd only, I only literally take the piss when you're here, because um, I like to see your smile because you got beautiful teeth. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm going to solely focus on, on defense, and I'm, I'm hoping that this will teach me how to defend, uh, because obviously Simeone very defensive and shit and we're going to be, we're going to be horrible bastards. Literally, opposition instructions, tackle harder on every fucker. I'm playing 4-1, 2 2 one. You just play whatever your assistant tells you, right? Yeah. Whatever, Joe, whatever FM Scout or Joe tells you. I'm using Sorty Out Outside now. Their form is oh, okay. pretty good, actually, yeah. So, I, I, tried to, I tried to help him. He started doing well, and then he changed his tactic again. <laughs> no, I kept it the same. <laughs> the, best, the best thing ever, the best thing ever, right? Was, was it one stream? It was one stream, and Joe went, you were setting up your team for a game, and Joe went, "Where the fuck are you playing Bellotti on the right and Fatty on the, in the middle? Swap them around because that's the best way to play them." And then literally that game, they both were on fire. And Dave was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I should have done that long ago. I was going to do that, but I forgot." Yeah. Oh, it was funny. And then they went up to the credit. To it. Yeah, I was just trying to wind <laughs> you up, mate. Because mm. you're easy to wind up. Oh. And I did suggest it. This save, I'm going to not bite. That's my resolution for this save. This will last about three minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that's good for Dave. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cuddle there oh. You can call you can call the save uh, Don't Bite starring Dave as a party and Luis Suarez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. True. That joke's from twenty ten. I like it. Bring Just it back. Island. <laughs> uh anyway, uh we'll move on uh, to our spotlight, which is uh on asymmetrical tactics, Curti. Asymmetric tactics! They're a thing. At least try. <laughs> <laughs> They're a thing. <laughs> uh, hipsters are going to hipster, and this week we're going to have a look at features and benefits of playing with an asymmetric system, while no doubt having a quick look at the uh, the negatives. Uh, Dupe has been running with an asymmetric system, uh, well, asymmetric systems a lot in FM21, so we'll start by asking... Why? Chief. <laughs> it came around by chance, to be fair. Um, when we started at Napoli, we were we were very light up top 
uh, with the, on the wings that I wanted to play. Um, and I wanted to play the free in midfield with a DM and then, you know, striker with two two wide wingers, well, inside forwards cutting in. Um, and we were playing and we are doing, we are getting success. And uh, I brought Nuno, uh, sorry, uh, Darwin Nunez in and we were just like rotating my strikers around. And my right winger got injured. And I didn't have a backup right winger. So what I did was I just pushed the striker up or pushed the winger up and played him a striker. Uh, and it worked and I claimed it to be a tactical masterclass. Uh, to which then got me really thinking about asymmetric systems. And I've come up with a couple of crazy ones, which I've run during the network save. Um, yeah, that's it literally came about by chance. I can't claim that I read a book about it uh, or watched a YouTube clip or anything like that. It was genuinely pure luck. I assume that you maybe because it's a system that I've seen, you know, that shape in particular i've seen a few people use it in the stream of showdown so i wondered if you'd got inspiration from there to be honest no i mean uh i know niran won with this shape and this system or this this kind of the way it was i mean i was running this at the start of february um but no to be fair i wish i could say to you yeah i took inspiration from that it was just pure fluke and pure you're just happened to to do this and it worked pretty well it did it did then emerge onto something different um and then we started playing with a back three to try and be more solid at the back um and then Lodi decided he was a lot better higher up the pitch and he was providing more attacking than defensive so i then played him as a wide midfielder on support on the left um and then i've well i've, I've got a couple of really good inside forwards on the left now because i've bought a load so i then moved him inside asymmetrically from my strikers and Put him as an AP, and it just seemed to work, so yeah, I just I, left it. I think that first one, because you, you've just thrown a load of different words at that, then, and obviously, people are listening and probably going, What the fuck are you talking about? But so it's basically you've got a central striker, yes, with an offset to the right striker. Yeah. So you've kind of where you'd normally have your predominantly left and right front two, he's got one bang in the center and then one offset to the right. And then what he was doing, he was either playing a left winger or a right winger um, as inside forwards, was he? Or... Inside forwards, and I'd swap. Yeah. I'd swap and then the what he'd have is two, two central midfielders, but then he'd have a defensive midfielder that he would play on the right if there was a left inside forward and on the left if there was a right inside. Was that right? So it was like the opposite to where your inside forwards were. So when it, when you look at it, if you've got OCD, you'd literally be triggered just looking at his, his tactic screen. But it was... It was so weird to play in the match engine because there was lots of pockets of space, but it's like the match engine couldn't cope with it. It was it's just a very weird shape to set up with, and then like you say, Niran won the streamer showdown using the same thing. I was like, he he must have got it from Duke because no one's made this tactic. And then we was talking to we were talking to Ben about it, and Ben went, "Oh yeah, I run something similar." Um, and then it was kind of like a few people have obviously been playing with this asymmetric system. Um, and it's just, it seems to be working very well. Yeah, because, I mean, it, when you kind of break it down, and, I mean, my front three were working together, my midfield three were working together, and, and the back four were kind of together, and the units that they are, it kind of makes sense, because the in, the in, inverted winger or inside forward would cut in, I'd then have the, the, the left back, if he was on the inverted winger was on the left, overlapping and looking to overlap and exploit the space that he's then generating. And then what I did was I countered the fact that I was pushing that left back on 
by putting my ball winning midfielder towards the left just to, his starting position to be more to cover that that's literally kind of me trying to explain it in in terms that i understand the the one thing like Joe's mentioned about the whole OCD-ness and it like with FM the formation that you see on the tactics board it's your defensive shape mm-hmm. like do you notice it drastically fucks with that when you are like playing with players who aren't well, I, guess, well, I guess what I'm trying to ask is do you how do you mitigate for those like defensive spaces like using using your tactic as the example you've got a, a striker who should norm, normally be covering a wing, uh, like as a in a defen- in the defensive transition, they should be dropping back wide and and sitting back to sort of make up the four in midfield potentially. But how do you manage to get the striker to behave like a winger, or do you not at all? You you just like you just take that as a, a weakness and then yeah, hope that the. I think he's right. Think, he's right back. Done all the work. That's the thing. Right the the right back literally was just up and down, just up and down constantly. And, and what you tended to find with that right striker, watching it, obviously playing against it, it was like they played so close together, the two strikers. And you often found that those two strikers overloaded. Like if you were playing a back three, your central centre half was literally playing like two on one. Mm. So it was. It's just the way that. It, I don't want to say it manipulated the match engine, but it's like, I don't know, it's difficult to say. It's like the tactics that are set up where there's symmetry, it could handle. It, it can kind of like, you know, two. there's two centre-halves, so they'll pick up two strikers. But it just literally screwed it. And I think like the only time I, the only asymmetric thing that I'd done was twice against Dave. <coughs> and I played two left-backs against him because on the uh, analysis report it basically Dave was getting like 86% of his play was coming down his right hand side with um, Salamakers so I played uh, I think the first time I played him I played my left back against him I just told him to man mark him and Salamakers got sent off in about 10 minutes (laughs) and then the second time I, I, I doubled up I played two left backs and he would always every single time beat the first left back and then he'd come up against the second left back and he'd get tackled. So it like it, it null and voided that. So that was the only time that I ever kind of dabbled with the asymmetric system. But with Dupes one, it was just I, I mentioned it on the pod before. I tried to man mark. So I played a back three. I used my two outer centre halves to man mark his two strikers. And then in the match engine, it just didn't mark anybody. It was kind of going, well, we can't we can't figure this out, so we're just not going to mark anybody. And then like he'd be, he'd get an attacking highlight, and my defenders would be like, no, they just literally weren't even there. They just like wandered off into their own little, their own little space, doing what they wanted to do. And it was after that, I never played man marking against him again. I think the the system I used, obviously with Wolves, it wasn't overly overly asymmetric because it still had some sort of shape with it but the two strikers were offset from the centre um, and I think like you said it just sends the match engine into overdriving almost thinking either you know it either drags the centre backs out of position because like you say you've got two sort of strikers offset and you know in an ideal world you'd have your two centre halves marking the two strikers um, so I think even if sort of the AI manager is man marking those strikers as well like you say Joe 
it's so difficult for them to do. And at the time, I had Adama Traore on the right-hand side as well, um, like pushed up. So it was almost... Because the strikers are off-centre and he was sort of higher up, it was almost at times he was just going into that pocket of space as the third, third forward because there was so much room where these two strikers were dragging out the defenders and Adama was just using his pace. So... Um, yeah, like I said, mine wasn't overly a crazy shape or anything. It still had some sort of structure to it, but I've, I definitely think it's something to, to look at. If, if people haven't looked at it before, you can have a little bit of fun with it. I think as long as you're logical with the roles, as long as you're not putting like six players on the left-hand side or whatever, or if you are going to push a certain player out of position, as long as you've got a fullback sort of still attacking that area, so you've got some sort of cover there, um, I think it's definitely something that people can have a lot of fun with. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I did. I mean, my then version was the fact that, as Matt was saying, defensively, we weren't as sound as we should have been. There was lots of pockets of space and lots of gaps. So we went with the, we're just going to score more than you. Um, I then merged that into a, a back three system um, and basically had a Mazzalo on attack on the side where there was a lot of space. And his late runs was a very much crucial to the pass before the assist. Because he would he would arrive into into the space and you would see the right back that's busted a gut to get up. Instead of crossing in, he would pass it to, to Mamez, which would then pass it to the inside forward, which would then get the assist, which or Lottie and Lodi would then get the assist. And it was just it was just so exciting to see us on the attack because there was just like Joe said, players being pulled everywhere and it, it never looked like the same highlight. You could never read what was gonna happen, which was which was entertaining. Um but we just leaked it like a sieve. Uh, and that's that's one thing that if we can get that sussed at the back, not leaking yet, still providing that output, I think that would be a, definitely a scary system. I do think it seems to be, let's say, the defensive frailty leaving that that big space open, it, it's, it becomes one of the, the main negatives. But equally you don't get the positives at the other end and much like any formation in football, nothing is perfect and you can't cover every, every single blade of grass that every formation has its weakness. Like you can talk about how perfect Gegenpressen has been for, for seasons now, but all it needs is a long ball over the top when they're playing such a high line and they've got a quick forward and you're fucked. So it, any, any game or any tactic can be beaten. It's why we go through so many, tactical transitions like every 10 years or so there is there's never there there are always tactical trends in in real life football as much as there are in, in football manager um i wanted to bring this around to sort of squad building and i guess if you're if you've switched to having uh, like an asymmetric formation you'll obviously have to build your team to sort of fit around that um so i guess it's sort of a, it's a two part question really one, um, how do you manage that? And obviously, I guess it depends on where the asymmetric part of the tactic falls as to where you prioritise. Um, and the, the two, what happens if you decide you really want to change it? Well, for me, my backup plan was just switching the asymmetric round. So from going from left-sided heavy to right-sided heavy, so you could almost balance by having extra men for, so for example, even if you were very heavy down the left, you're still buying right midfielders because you you can switch that over. Um, 
the one thing I would say is for me, we we very quickly found out that we our right back cannot play every game. The, the distance covered he must have covered up and down that strip was just phenomenal. He we struggled with our with our wing backs getting injured a lot, so we bought a lot of where we bought. It's, and normally I'd buy uh, two good left or two good wing players and then two covers. It was almost that like we we're trying to buy four good players because it was every other game we're swapping them around. Um, but the, that was one issue that we had, Matt, was that there was no plan B. I was kind of, I was playing away a certain way. And the only way that we can kind of build, the only way we can do this is by manipulating the, the asymmetric even a little bit more or dropping the right midfield, uh, the second striker down and, and playing him as a second winger, sorry, a winger on the right and a, an inside forward on the left, for example. We noticed that we were not creating even half what we were creating before. Yeah. So it was just I, working. Um, like your system, I, I literally, it was like playing chess against Dope because he would actually probably dominate to start with. And if I saw that his wide player was getting space, I was literally taking my AP out and just putting a DM in. And it literally just nullified him straight away because he's running into that DM, leaving mm. my centre half just with, they could just cover. And it literally stopped him. And then, you just watch Dupe and you can see him getting more and more frustrated and then you just like <laughs> he he loves to tinker. Right? And then you just get about ten pauses and you're like, oh, on that tenth pause, I'm like, right, I know what he's doing here. I literally just drop back a little bit, counter attack, bang, goal. And he's like, I went you went attacking in, you went, yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I thought you did. <laughs> and it's like it's like you're playing chess, just waiting for him to change something. So you go, click, there you go. It's it's hugely frustrating playing against Joe. Um because he is you know he is one step ahead but yeah it's you have to kind of sign up to it matt in my opinion you have to um the first season or sorry the second season start a second we um we weren't we weren't performing in the asymmetric um we had no right winger i then had kind no of, money either had no money <laughs> i then kind of changed a few things around found a few things that maybe wasn't working and should have been working and i started to get it to tick a little bit so all I did was then I went out and bought Usman Dembele on a free, bought Lottie in to sit behind him, and then that was just the key. Was just I then strengthened my my back lineup, which is putting pacey defenders in. That if we were in trouble and we were getting countered, that hopefully that the pace could help us out a little bit. And 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 I just went, this is how we're gonna play, and we're gonna just if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, you know, you live by your sword or you die by your sword, right? I think it's interesting, and you, you know, when you talk about squad building there, like FM20 was the first time I tried an asymmetric tactic. I think it's because I'm OCD, like, <laughs> so used to just playing this. It took a the while tradition. to get over to Ireland, you mean? Yeah, exactly. That's We only discovered it last year. Um, but like, that, only, it was only when I started using it that I really started kind of trying to bring in players specific for the positions I was using. So I think I had a, had a wing back on attack, an inverted winger just ahead of him on the halfway line, cutting inside. And on the right-hand side, it was like an, an inside forward kind of pushing ahead. So I was trying to overload the left, have the opposition drift that way with the overload on uh, the overlap and then have kind of crossing to the far post and then having kind of free men on the far side. But what I found, I think, like I as soon as I, I changed it within, I think I started doing it within about five, ten games in a season. And then I won, eight, I won something like 12 games in a row and went 18 games unbeaten. And I don't, I don't think it was so much breaking the match engine. I think what I found was it, it was like that tactical familiarity, but for the other team not be knowing how to play against it. Because what I found was 
I had such good success in the first 18 games. For the next four seasons, I refused to ever stop using the same tactics. It's so stubborn. But eventually, you know, that familiarity came into it and I could see that it just became less effective because I found, you know, playing against the same team is maybe just going through the motions. Teams eventually were able to just, I suppose, neutralize any of the threats I had. So um, rather than it being, I suppose, match breaking, I think it was, it just tactic became stale and teams adapted to it in the AI. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tried to adapt in the last season, um, which I didn't know was the last season at the time. But like I said, I dropped to the three at the back, saw that we conceded a little less goals. Um, and I was I was playing almost like an S shape. I, I, this I did, I'll be honest, I took it took inspiration from, from Foxy and his cyclist system where he doubled up on the left-hand side, where he had the inside forward with the whatever role he had behind him. And I started playing Lottie on the wide midfield support, uh, support. Um, and like I said, the AP just in front of him to the right-hand side, offset with the strikers. And I'll, I'll put in the chat in a second the, I mean, this is great for the podcast, but the like the lines that it came, it comes with, the, you know, when they get kind of like pally with each, with each other. Yeah, those lines. Um, it's just a really weird shape, um, and yeah, they just they loved it, and it worked so well for me. And I we go to we go to Milan, sorry Madrid, and I'm going to struggle to not play an offset system or an asymmetric system because it's worked so well previously for me. You get fond of it. I found like I I tried to bring it into FM21 um, when I started at Angers. Mm. Terrible. Did not work. And um, look, I probably didn't have the players for it, but it just did not work. I forced it for about 10, 12 games at the, in season one. Haven't gone back to it really since. I just couldn't get it going. Um, so it's 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 interesting how, how it works. I will say, having the players for a system, like, I know it sounds so simple, but mm. it's massively important because like just starting this Barcelona save, and I've said, I want to go 3-6-1. I literally can't do it in the first season. So... It's going to be like I'm, everything I'm going to build in the first season is towards getting that to work. And with Inter, like playing three at the back, the first couple of seasons were a bit bit ropey playing a, a higher line with three at the back. But then as soon as I got, you know, my back three ended up being Ruben Diaz, Virgil van Dijk and Upham Kano. I could play them in any, you know, I could play them deep, I could play them higher up. They just had the ability to be able to cope with absolutely everything uh, other than Dave's set pieces um, <laughs> so, or yeah. Barcelona it's, it sounds yeah or Barcelona yeah. Um, it sounds very simple but it is kind of if you have a tactic idea in mind don't give up with it it just might be you need to buy better players for those positions yeah I mean I've enjoyed using the asymmetric and seeing what it's come up with in the Napoli save that I've taken over to Red Star um, and I've now been running that a season and a half and we're just doing season five prep uh, we've just beat your team um, in the league, by the way. <laughs> Mad, no offence. Um, they were very angry. Um, and <laughs> they, uh, we've started building the team towards it. And the performances now, yes, we've got better players. No doubt about it. Um, we bought Penarando on the left wing and he's just tremendous. But like, you can see that... They're... It sounds really bad because you can't because it's a video game. But you can see that it's almost like they're buying into the system. They're dedicated to the cause and... You're getting, you know, you're picking up players on the for my right back, and oh, actually, we're not looking at his crossing. I'm looking at his passing. I'm looking at his pace because I and his work rate. So I know he's got to get up and down, and I'm not bothered if he's putting the because he's not going to put the ball in the box. He's going to pass it to the guy on the on just outside the box. 
And it's that, you know, it's kind of buying a, buying in with it. And like Matt said, you, I think you just got to go balls deep with it and just got to go, right, that's how we're going to do it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, then we'll find another club. The job centre's got comfy seats. I've definitely found that with Bournemouth. Like, now I'm sort of prepping for season five. Like, I, I've now got... I'm not at the point where I've got, like enough money to challenge some of the much bigger teams particularly in Europe I don't have the pull for for big players I still I'm still having to basically wait for them to sign big players wait for them to never play them and then wait for them to be on the transfer list so I can get them at a cut price to be able to build my team but each season we're improving gradually so it's so we, we the sum of our parts is becoming greater than it once was and Although I've still got quite a few players who I started with, who are good in, who, who have sort of progressed with the team, I I'm, and I also now have a, a more of a clear idea tactically. Like the others will know when I've been sort of sat when they're particularly in the earlier seasons of the network save when I've been sat in the Discord and we've been chatting. Where I was like, I don't know how I'm going to play this season. I have no idea. And then uh, now I've sort of had this a similar tactic or at least a bit more settled tactic for the past few seasons I've been able to plug into the holes but when I bring the players back that they've replaced it looks like a completely different team like if I'm trying to rest players or rotate players with the, the slightly lower quality people that I've subsequently got rid of uh, or at least moved to the bench rather than the first team it, it's it's like chalk and cheese comparing the performance with and without um, it, it's kind of scary really so I do completely think that more so than I used to as well I think you, uh, particularly on older FMs you could maybe maybe it was match engine frailty maybe it was uh, you could gamify it a bit more but there were ways of getting better performances out of bad players and I think now maybe you can still do that but you really need to know the match engine inside out and really micromanage to get those sorts of uh, outstanding performances from players who really shouldn't be performing to those sorts of levels and I think sort of generally recruitment is one of the big things that can really push the squad forward um, once you have a settled system anyway um, after my mini monologue there we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, move on to a quiz from Kurt Dizz yeah, assuming he's <laughs> I was going to say assuming he hasn't <laughs> dropped off Kurt Dizz Quiz Uh, no, I'm all right. I'm wide awake. Um, <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> uh, so few, a couple of months ago now, I suppose, we did um, part part of one of the quizzes was to having to name two footballers whose names rhymed. Oh, so, um, oh dear. Yes. I've, uh, I've gone back. We've gone back to this one. Bring back mad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I'm going to give a couple of clues. You need to name both footballers. If you only get one, it gets opened up to the other floor. You don't get half a point or anything like that. You need both players to get the to get the point. Can so, I have an example? I don't. I don't think I was on this one. Were you not? I don't think so. Um, so one is a Chelsea striker who scored the winning penalty in the 2012 Champions League final. Uh, the other is a Man United midfielder. Dragba and Pogba. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do I get a point oh, for that? Dagba. Dagba. No, no that's, that <laughs> was... I didn't say mad first. Dragba and Pogba. Yes. Uh, right, I hate the play. I hate the game, boys. Remember that. 
No, we just had Who's the example? <laughs> <laughs> you and all the listeners, mate. It's fine. Here we go. Number one. One is a beautiful Frenchman. The other is a champ man legend. Dupe? Dupe. Is there a Viking Dan Ross? No. Giroux and Carew? No. Dave. Dave. Giroux Adu. Giroux and Adu. I like both. I think, I, I mean, I'll be tempted to give Dupe a bonus point because his effort was fair. Uh, yeah. Bollocks. Rhymes better. Oh, that's <laughs> harsh. That's harsh. That's what Kerr's got written down. Carew yeah. rhymes better than Adu, in my opinion, but it's fine. It's fine. It's all a learning experience. Number two. Washington. <laughs> Abu Dhabi. One is a Sky Sports pundit, and the other scored the first ever Premier League goal. Dupe. Dupe. Dean and Keane. Or Keane and Dean. Uh, Keane yeah. and Dean. That's yeah, correct. the wrong way around the first time. That's fine. I had Dean. Brian Dean. What a guy. And I was thinking Hayley McQueen. I was thinking Hayley McQueen. Oh, that works. Hayley McQueen. <laughs> this is a good one. I was proud of this one. Number three. One is an all-energy French World Cup winning midfielder who plays in the USA... The other is an Irish winger currently playing for Sunderland. Mad. Mad. Matweedy McGeady. Yeah. Yes. Matweedy and McGeady. <laughs> Begot and yeah. Sounds like a lawyer firm. <laughs> <clears throat> Number four. One shags his sister. The other is a big fan of Kung Fu. Who's We'll know the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking Dave has a party. What does that rhyme with? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Served a nine month ban for Kung Mad? Fu. Yeah. Mad. <sighs> it's not Neymar, Neymar Cantona. <laughs> Neymar Cantona. I mean, that's Neymar. the first thing I thought was like that. That is like Neymar North Star. Neymar North Star. Curty and rhyming. There are some good ones and some shit ones, all right? Um, oh, that's a shit one. Have we had a good one yet? <laughs> Number five. One is a German attacker who won the Golden Boot at the 2010 <laughs> World Cup. The other is a Jamaican striker who did his best work at Stoke. Joe. Nerd. Joe. Oh. Muller and Fuller. Oh. Thomas Muller, Ricardo Shout. Fuller. I thought it was closer. I was like, him. Oh. This is a good one. I like this one. Number five. Uh, number six, sorry. One is an Argentine fullback who turned out for Sunderland and Middlesbrough. The other is a former West Ham and Charlton midfielder. Nerd. Who was, was that Nerd? I was well ahead of yeah. the <laughs> potato right internet. Yeah. Uh, Parker and Arca. Parker and Arca, correct. <laughs> Is that enough? <laughs> that enough? <laughs> <laughs> He's resetting the latency. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him back in. We'll let him back in first. But yeah, Julio, Arca and Scott Parker, of course, there. Number seven. You might. This one might be dubious. Number seven. <laughs> that means it is. <laughs> <laughs> One scored the golden goal winner at Euro 2000. The other holds the record for the fastest Premier League hat-trick. Oh, 
I know one. Dave. Dave. Surely Trezegay Mane. Surely not that. Trezegay and Mane. Fuck yeah. Do not rhyme. In my head, I was like, is Trezeguet. he going to do Mane Zidane? What school did you go to, son? It worked. Amar Northstar. He does his school done them poems that don't rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> the haiku poems. <laughs> Number eight. This one's for nerd. One is a legendary goalkeeper who made 340 appearances for Aston Villa in the 80s and 90s. The other is a former Dutch striker with a ridiculously long name. I got oh. one, but I can't. Nerd. Nerd. Nigel Spink, uh, yes. uh, Jan Venegor of Hesselink. Correct. Nice. <laughs> Imagine that being your kind of your way. Legendary goalkeeper, and then you've got a really long name in your Dutch. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of goals for PSV. There you go. Mm. And Soic. Same. Yeah. And Soic, yeah. Sold a lot of letters at Soic as well. <laughs> Shirt sales off yeah. through the roof. Number nine. One is a current Man United midfielder. The other is a Czech legend with beautiful Mad. blonde hair. Dave. Mad. Fred and Nedved. Yes. Fred and Pavel Nedved, correct? Nice. Right. This is awful rhyming. How's that? that how does that not rhyme? <laughs> awful. So tenuous. Go on. That's, that's, that's his best one. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not going to give me Matweedy and McGeady, then it's over. <laughs> that was uh, right. Number 10. This is a good one. Just nice for you to be awake. <laughs> one is a big haired Colombian legend. The other is a former lanky midfielder who played for Sheffield Wednesday, Leeds. Nerd. Nerd. Valderrama, Carlton Palmer. Valderrama, nice. Carlton, Carlton Palmer <laughs> is <laughs> correct. All right, you two want to get a room. <laughs> right, okay. My household, I didn't need cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that's 10 questions. Um, we do have a tie-break situation. All back in then. Go on then. So, uh, Joe and Dupe finished on one point. Dave had two, but the tie break will be between Mad FM and Nerd wow, that That's brutal. I mean, shout, man. you got a shout, mate. Drugbone yeah, Pogba. I think I should. I got the point for Drugbone Pogba. No, the thing is, if Matt knows it, he'll be in there straight away. If he doesn't, Matt's got plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fingers on buzzers, you two. One is a winger who has played for Chelsea and Arsenal. The other likes headbutting Italian defenders. Oh. Mad. Mad. Oh, shit. No. Uh, no. <gasps> Willian Zidane? Yeah. Willian and Zidane. Hey. Correct. I had a panic theory because I had Maharazzi <laughs> stuck in my head. I didn't really listen to the question properly. He's done a dupe there, didn't he? Just... Called his Same name out and then thought about the answer. Stalled. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, Matt, Want it all by bloody cheating. GG, lads. By well bloody cheating. Well done. <laughs> GG's. Six out of ten, Kay. GG's, is that racist? No. You, Irish people. You got one out of ten. Dude. No. It means a good game. I actually game. got two, but he favours Dave. What? Great to have you back, Cruddy. Mm, is it? 
Just a big fan of Trezeguet and Mane. I was, it was going around my head. I thought, surely this isn't right. Surely not. I, can't, I genuinely was about to shout Matarazzi and Nasri. <laughs> that could have been awkward with your accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave likes this. Matarazzi, I'll write that one down for the next one. <laughs> Try close, closer and fuller as well. Dave was going to go for that. Yeah, that was, that was close to that one. If you'll pardon the pun. No. No. <laughs> wrap this shit up let's wrap it up uh, that was good anyway Curtie thank you very much I enjoyed that I'm disappointed I missed the first one to be honest anyway that does bring episode 186 to a close you can find the links for each of us the 5 star pod twitter account and Weestream FM discord server in the podcast description or by visiting weestreamfm.com where you can also catch the latest dubbed the next um, I'm not sure if it'll be out yet so I'm not going to reveal who it is just in case um, but uh, yeah, I've enjoyed the past two. Uh, so make sure. Sorry, past four. Is it four? Never shit, Matt. Yeah, the first two <laughs> were rubbish. The past two <laughs> I've read. It? Is it going to be <laughs> out? Who is it? Out of never the four, I've written two of them. So I wonder which ones Matt didn't enjoy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it'll be out. It'll be out by the time this part is released. Marvellous. And uh, Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast release every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us the next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bye, folks. He's not no. read the script. He's, He's not, not read, read the, the Trello. Trello. So Hold when on. Matt says that, we, you go, you're up here, we, we, There were thing. We, oh, start again. We're just trying to get you the same. Keep this bit in, oh. we'll do it again. Just getting you involved. Yeah. Trying to keep you relevant. An asymmetric tactics, they're a thing from you, Curtin. and we're golden. Yeah. All right. Should we keep this in? I think so. Probably said. not, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give me a cue. Cue. <laughs> Asymmetric tech. Oh, I can't even fucking say the word. <laughs> Wake up. What fucking jump code? <laughs> <laughs>